3: Good evening, everybody. Welcome on to the Rangers Rabble podcast. This is your Monday night phone um, so this is your opportunity to get your uh, thoughts across. Um, plenty to dissect and speak about after the weekend. The um, we one the win, albeit with a very tattered performance um, against Muller. So, any of your thoughts on that, or? Even anything else you want to talk about, uh, or Rangers Persuasion, get the numbers dialed. Um, it will come across at the bottom of the screen when the phone line is active um, for you to phone in, and Martin will be waiting to take your call in the background. Um, now, let me bring in my panel tonight. We're joined by Mark. How are we?
4: Not too shabby. How's yourself? You good?
3: I know, bad. Not bad. Fine form.
1: care. Uh, how you doing? Ah no bad corner. Hopefully better than yesterday's performance, but no bad. Good stuff. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Um okay, so
3: on that then, yesterday, Mark, um it was a win. It was three points. That's always always the important thing is that you make sure you win the game. Um, but it was not a great performance. In the slightest. Um, in fact, the manager himself described it as a horrible performance. Um, so it shows you where he ranked it. Now we spoke before the game yesterday on the build-up about the changes that he made in terms of Scott Wright coming in. That for me didn't work. Um, what was your sort of thoughts on when the game or or, or, or what you have seen? It is it a case of just be happy that we got there. The three points and hope we get better going forward, or is that just symptomatic of how we have been playing for a lot of this season?
4: No, it's, I don't think it's uh, be happy we get the three points. I think it was a shit show, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I I'm well noted as been one of the more positive ones in this in this pod, and um, I can't I can't find any one single positive apart from the result. I just cannot find another positive. Um, I'm properly clutching at straws. Listen, you win 1-0 at home and you still get booed off the park. That's all you really need to know. That's enough said as far as I'm concerned. Um, I kind of mentioned it before. I think once you lose the fans, it's, there's, I don't think there's any way back from that. I really don't. Unless you start um, hammering Team 6-5, six, 6 nothing I don't think there's any way back for it. For me, it's a matter of time at the moment. I think it's got lots and lots of shades of Van Bronckhurst about it. Towards the end, I think that I hope that we don't stumble from poor performance to poor performance, even although we get results, because uh, this will just prolong the agony. I think that um, it's almost like a, a pressure cooker, and it just it's just building and building and building at the moment until until people are properly going go to go down to um uh i don't know the only way to fix this i think is is to is to do the the decent thing and either he falls in his sword which these these days they don't do or the uh, the remove removal um yeah you just kind of I, I mean I, i'm dejected and i've said that before on here and the last time i said it it was under geo not good at all um don't see a way forward um struggling to see even if we bring a new man in how he gets the best out of these players so as I said it's it's a lot it's a lot more questions than answers Uh, and it takes somebody a lot cleverer than me to to try and answer some of them but not good
3: Yeah I mean care. you know obviously we went to specific sort of decisions within the game and and things like that but you know there was a feeling of positivity in there after Thursday night because we beat a, a very decent side a very good side in Real Betis and managed to get off to a good start in Europe. And then it was as if yesterday just, you know, scalped us right back into reality again. Um, that all that positivity, all that hype, all that, you know, maybe we're we'll starting to turn the corner. Are we getting performances, you know, beat St. John's in the week before and um, what was not our best performance, but definitely a better one than we put out on Sunday there. And then it just all fell back again. I mean, <sighs> What do you put that, Dunny? Can you put your finger on why that? Because you could see the changes. Obviously, Scott Wright coming in, and I don't know what your your opinion was that on that. But that's that's one player. The rest of the players have been playing, so I don't see how that could have dramatically changed that performance to be so bad. Because we were hanging on for the last twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, I man, I come on to the pod and I left at 85 and missed a lot of my little chances. And I, I thought they couldn't they done but I haven't watched the game back. It was worse the second time, but normally I will, because I could probably come away with three points. But I, I don't know if you can put your finger on one thing, Connor. I think there's probably a few things behind the scenes you don't know about. Has he lost the dressing room? I'm not 100% sure. Of the players stop listening to him, but the players have to be held accountable as well. I mean as soon as they cross that white line, it's up to them. If they don't agree with the manager fair enough, but their job is to play football and they're not doing they're not doing their job well enough. As for Scott Wright, I mean we've got injuries. We were playing poor before the injuries came into the squad. And because of have got injuries, you can use that as an excuse for still playing poor. So I don't know, I don't think he'll get the sack. I don't think one we can probably afford to sack him in his backroom staff, and two, I don't think the poor t- away very list of managers or like anybody in the frame. Going to approach, and even if it does, and if somebody's in a job, it's, you're going to have to spend money to get that manager anyway. So, you'd be probably looking for somebody out of work. So, I don't know if that would be the sensible thing to do either. I think it's just game by game at the moment until we go along and the season windows out, and then maybe the board react. But apart from that, I don't yeah. see anything happening soon. Um, well, as we said,
3: this is the phone, in so it's your opportunity to get your seat. And Alec has given us a phone. Alec, how are we doing? I'm okay, mate. Thank you very much. Good stuff. What's in your, what's in your mind in
5: the night for the, for the lads? Right, okay. We've, uh, we've rode with luck quite a lot over the past couple of weeks, I would say. Okay, let's be honest here. I'm them who are the team that are going to give us a right pumping? Because it's coming soon. Believe me, it's coming soon. It's going to be a 3-4-5-0 victory to whoever we're playing. So our next game's Livingston, could they do it to us? Could Aberdeen do it to us at the weekend? Or are we going to be thoroughly humiliated by Aris Limassol doing it to us when we go across to Cyprus? But somebody's going to get this Rangers team and they're going to hump us rotten. And maybe that's what we're fucking needing now. Pardon my French.
3: That is something that's going to happen. Over to you boys. I mean, listen, to be honest with you, like, I can totally see where you're coming from. And you're right in a lot of ways. Um, certainly at the game there, you know, Marlowe had a, a number of chances and there was a couple of clearances um, after the line. So that, that could have went otherwise. I don't know necessarily if if we're going to be you a pumping because the teams you've mentioned there, I mean, Livy are not exactly a great team right now. They, they struggled against 10 men at the weekend. So... I mean, we'll put it this way, if we do get a pump in after of Livy, then we're in serious, serious trouble. Um, Aberdeen is probably my bigger concern, actually, I'd agree with you there, because they've got the two boys up front who seem to be hitting a bit of form um, with we and Duke, and aye, they could cause us problems. I mean, Mark, are you, along the line of thinking, do you think there's the potential for an absolute down in, in there?
4: I think it's a matter of time. I really do. I mean, you you look at you know I caught bits and bobs um of the game and you look at that last ten minutes. We were getting battered off a of Motherwell. Battered. Um, I think it's a lottery. I think that every team that's looking at us, i.e., Livingston, uh, Aris, Aberdeen, they're all rubbing their hands and saying this is when right now is when we want to get Rangers because. I think that every single one of them will look at performances and their tails will be up and they'll be looking forward to either coming to us or us going to them. Um, it, as I said, for me, as soon as Alex said it, I, I thought to myself, it could be a lottery. Any, any one of them. Just take a pick, take a, pick a name at heart because that's that's how we're playing at the moment. Um, it's. I think that the, uh, the European result kind of papered over the cracks. But for me, as I said, I like to be positive but can't find any, any positives at all. I think for me, I think Bill's a dead man walking. I think that once it goes, you kinda get it back. And I, I think we just need to rip the plaster off it and uh, get on with it as far as I'm concerned. But will they do that? I don't think they will. But as I said, it's I know that Rangers are only are only really in the business of sacking managers. Um, all you need to do is look at the the, the amount of managers we've had over the years. So but I think that needs much. Sometimes um, I think that we need to get somebody in with a clear plan, somebody in with a clear philosophy, somebody in that's got experience. Um, I think our days of bringing in rookie managers and and hoping uh, that they're going to they're going to do it and they're they're going to get the best out of players I think these days are gone. I think we need somebody in an old head with experience, while the old fox, somebody that can get the best out of these players and motivate them. Because listen. January is a long way away for a transfer window. You need somebody in just now that can that can get the best out of these players. Um, who you get, poor. Uh, I mean, who knows?
3: Alec, like to come back to you then on that point, um, you know, I think clearly the feeling is that the only way to improve is if uh, if it's done without Michael Beale. Do you have any ideas who you would be looking to? To replace him, would you go along with Mark about it being a more experienced manager this time round rather than a project?
5: Well, I'm looking at Mark's face now. And I've spoke to you before, Mark, about this. And you know what my opinion is. And I'm going to say it again. But I've got another man to add to that. But honestly, I found it very suspicious the other night there when I was watching the game. Uh, who was the what do you call them again the pundit that was on the telly it was Derek McInnes now am I being Mr suspicious conspiracy theorist here or is there something in this you've shot me down Mark all the time about McInnes you've shot me down and I'll take I respect your opinion but I've got two guys names on my list that I think could do the job one is McInnes I think that's number one for me. But the other day there, another one crept onto the list and it's Mark Warburton. Now, you guys are there, you're there to shoot me down. It's all very suspicious how these guys are creeping onto podcasts at the moment. Not so much McInnes. he's obviously the manager command and all the rest of it. But that's my fight I know other guys going to come on and put their points on, so I'll keep it this short and sweet. I think McInnes is going to get the job. And I think either either Livingston Aberdeen or Shock Horror, another, another progress, come I think Aris Limassol are going to give us a fucking big fright, okay? And one of that is going to lead to Bill going. That's my lot, boys. I'm going to hang off for but I just want to hear your answers to what I think, okay? Cheers, guys. All the very best to you.
3: Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Alex. Thanks very much for your,
4: your call. Um, Mark, was... I just, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, hmm. I'll, For me, McInnes is no, and it's a no. I'd look, uh, 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 We're all entitled to our opinion, and Alex, I can see his way of thinking, um, but for me, there is one reason why, and one reason only why, that McInnes will never get the Rangers job. If, if I was in charge, he would never yeah. be anywhere near our club. As, but one reason, he knocked his back. No, sorry, you don't knock Rangers back. Don't care who you are. See if you knock Rangers back. There is no way we're going to chop your door a second time. So for me, absolutely not. Take everything else away from it. That's the bottom line. Knock us back, no chance. We're not going to go come groveling back a second time. Not a chance in hell. No way.
3: Yeah, Kerr, um, what would be your opinion on that then, Lee McInnes? Kind of, I mean, I, I I would have to be in the camp of, of Mark there, I saying, look, he got offered it before. He chose to stay at Aberdeen. I'm sure he had his reasons for that. But we can't be seen to, to be gone back to the door, especially managers like McInnes, because without knocking him,
1: the, the quality isn't such that you wouldn't want to go back, is it? Derek knocked the job back before for reasons to his own. See, self, I mean, he, he grew up a big Rangers fan, but Derek McInnes wouldn't be my choice as manager either. But it's difficult for us as a club because... The budget in football now—we're not going to go out and get an experienced guy. We're not, we're not going to go out and get a guy who who's winning things. We're not get a budget. I mean, it's common knowledge that we went for Sean Dyche in the summer before. We uh, went for Sean Dyche before. If they make him in Bill, but we, were, we didn't. We went. We went and spoke to his agent. His agent said he's not. He's willing to take a job, but he wants about eight million pound a year. That knocks mm. us right out of the park. So we can't afford. And that's for somebody like Sean Dyche. Uh, Dice and I mind anybody else. So the, the wages we are paying, it doesn't give us a lot of options unless mm. you want to go further afield. Like maybe go to some places like Asia or something like and get somebody out with there, something outside the box. But I don't know what the board, the board should have a list of names, like I've said before. And people I know, I mean, Kai Nutson's one that's always mentioned and he's, he's a guy I like. But with T Company, I don't know. I mean, we have to remember football's changed that much. We're a big club in our eyes. But we're not a big club out, as much outside of Scotland as we probably were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Football's changed that much financially. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know where we would go but to me, Michael Boucher and I got a job in the first place and I said it and it was an easy option. Mm-hmm. But everybody was excited because everybody thought he was a man behind Steven Gerrard which to the point maybe he was but Stephen Gerrard only won one league as well if you remember. So we just brought back somebody who knew the club. We'd done it in the fly. We'd brought him back when Geo was still here, which was poor move by the club but no, I wouldn't go back for Danny McInnes I wouldn't even Matt Button. Well. I don't know anyway but I don't know I think it's somebody's going to come in at me probably we don't know or it's somebody the board are close with it's not yeah. going to be somebody on the radar experience for somebody in a job just now No
3: listen I agree um, we have another caller um, they're coming thinking fast tonight that's great stuff uh, Chris is on the line Chris how are we
6: not bad, Cora, not bad. How's yourself?
3: I I'm all right, mate, all right. Uh, what's in your mind for, for the panel, right?
6: i right. was listening to um, Scott and Mark, but you've got to realise um, the investment. If you look at the summer, it doesn't matter what manager you can pick, go, 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 or you can, it doesn't matter what manager you bring in. We spent 3 million in the summer window transfer. Celtics spent 25 million. I spoke to Brian a few times over the past. If you look at Celtics back four alone, the last two years they've spent 17 million. So you've got to, it's not talking about. The um, repo was already talking about the new manager. You know, until we start marching across the city, financially, we can get Houdini, and you're still not running in the league because, like I said, we spend three million in the summer. Do you do you agree with that? Do you agree with that, Scott?
1: Yeah, by all accounts, there's different figures come out. Obviously, the board and the manager were different on the figures that's come out, but by all accounts, we didn't spend as much as we think we spent. But that's a problem. We've not got a lot of money to spend, so we're working. We, we can't class ourselves the same as them. We can't do what they do. But that,
6: but Bottom,
1: Scott, we're we're
6: in the league. We what, the, the last tw- 12 years they will win the league 11 to 12. Why are they win the league 11 to 12? Pain and simple. They've got, they've spent money. They've had finances. Oh. To win the league, to get our 56, me, you, Mark, Cora, we all love the club. We basically give our, our, our life for the club. But the bottom fact is, you've got to look at the finances. Across the city, they spent 25 million this summer. We spent three. Two years ago, they spent 17 man in the back four alone. We've got the same back four for the last five years. If you look at Celtic's team, and from two years ago, they're a completely different side. Bruce Jaw, Bruce Delford, they've got players in the back four injured. They went to box with literally makes your side. Mm. We're almost at full strength. So it's no point talking about a new manager it's no point talking about Bill mm. off the field off the field we've uh, done brilliant commercially Emerson Highs, the sports bar but that does not win you 56 Yeah. Um, so yeah.
3: putting
6: money on the pack
3: proper mm. money I
6: don't uh, know
3: it what you think um, do you agree with that? yeah well wasn't um, Great points there.
6: So thanks very much. I say, Conor, We start competing financially. They go across the city. It does. We can get Houdini. We can have the best manager in the world. We have Paragora. It doesn't matter, job if we are not investing in the park. It means free jack. You need hmm. that. And I've been listening to you guys a lot, and I've been listening. My man knows, but you've got to realise you're not talking about finances. You're not. Talk, we always talk about we're not about the money. Well, that's why they won 11 to 12. Until we start investing, they're always going to be saying best, and that that hurts because we all love the club.
3: I, listen, I think we, we all coffee. do, and it, it does. Um, it, obviously, it helps us all. We all want to come to be successful. Um, listen, thanks very much, Chris. Um, got to move on, but great points, mate. And, and do give us a phone back again. Um, I mean, Mark, you know, some of the points he makes here about the financial side of things in terms of you've got to spend money uh, and the amount that maybe they've spent across the city, I, I can accept that as a uh, as a point and a factor, because they have done that. But surely the decisions that that we've made in terms of our appointments, you know, because we, we decided to put... We, we did-
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everything. I'm um, no sure the Please,
3: me, mate. Sorry. I think I froze there on my back. Am I good? Apologies. Um, yeah, no, <coughs> just question, did...
6: Yeah.
3: Sorry. My question was. We decided to put Bill in charge of everything with a sporting director. He's identified the players we've brought in. Some of them are not playing well right now. So, as much as finances, is that no also done to the board to, to try and take some of that strain off Michael B. Love? they no gunny, sack him.
4: Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I get the finances part of things as well. But, I mean, flinging, flinging money at things doesn't always work. I mean, I, I know it helps. Um, but it doesn't always work. Look at Chelsea at the moment. Chelsea are awful, absolutely awful, and look at the amount of money that they have spent. So it doesn't always work if you fling money at it. Understand that you have more money you can bring in better players. That's, that's just part and parcel of the game. Um, but for me, what you do is, and and Scott's, a, Scott's one for us as well, your scouting network, See, for me, you spend money in your scouting network. You spend money in your scouts. You spend money in your infrastructure. You spend money in people that know the game, that know what a good player looks like, that knows uh, ins and outs of leagues, continents. You bring you bring players in that that are gems because that's where we're at at the moment. We kind of go and buy the finished article. So our money needs to be invested in the best scouting network that we can possibly get. The best uh, analysts, all that good stuff, because that's where we 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 are as a club. We need to bring in players that are that are a couple of million that are under the radar that we can bring in and they're going to kick on. We've tried this season to try and bring in the finished article by paying um, four and a half million for Dessers, three and a half million for Lammers. It's no what, it's no what, and maybe it's no what because the scouting network's not been great, I don't know as I said, Kerr's, this is Kels' bread and butter he knows a lot more than, than me about this, but for me flinging money at it, we've tried that and it's not worked, I think that for me I would be flinging money at find out who the best scouts are fling money at them, fling money at their knowledge, at their data banks, at their uh, databases that, um, that they can bring players or get players to our club that are that are up and coming, that are I'm uh, on the cusp of being really, really good because I, I don't see wh- where we go from here. I, I, we've spent, as I said, we've spent money. All right, we maybe we maybe recouped a lot of the money that we spent, but we have spent money on players trying to buy the finished article, which is exactly what we needed. But it's just for some reason it's not worked. Whether it's whether it's um... the other thing as well. which I've been thinking about when we've been talking about the board and this board and stuff like that. When Bill get get um appointed he wasn't a chairman and in and, and uh bisgrove was was there in his capacity as well, so it might be that that this might be some part of the issue in the background somewhere that that they might not want bill the bill might not be their man so this might be this might be the reason why we're having issues and why it's not working and and what we spoke about that we have net spend of three million rather than the net spend of fifteen million. Or whatever it was, so that might be the problem. I really don't know, but for me, as I said, this there's something deep, deeper than the fact that the bills just no, just no any good. I, I think that you look at the players that are brought in; they've had decent pedigrees, playing in Serie A, playing in, the, in the, the the Dutch league as well. So for me, it's a hard one to, to try and fathom out what is actually going wrong. But for me that money should be spent on your scouting network, your scouts, uh, all these databases and stuff like that, because that's where we are. We can't buy, we can't afford the finished article.
3: No, I totally agree. Um, And we do have another caller waiting, but I'll just quickly say that um, if you are not subscribed to the channel, what are you waiting for? Get subscribed, get this liked if you enjoy what you see, Um, and you can become a member of the channel as well. Um, and keep up to date with all the, the great content that we've got um, on the channel. Um, we do have Andrew on the line. Andrew, how are we doing, mate?
7: I'm fine, Connor. Nice to talk to you again. How you doing, lads? Okay? I know Biden. After, after after yesterday they'll answer that. But I watched yeah. the game on Rangers T V and you know, it looks as though the team's come back the way. Now, Okay, one or two injuries again. But I think Mark touched on it. We kind of buy, basically, the finished article. Like, Ivan Tony. whenever we looked at him, as well as Celtic, apparently, you know, nine million quid. There's no way we were, Rangers, were going to pay nine million pounds for him plus his wages. So we've just got to persevere, sadly, with Beal and hope to God for the best. But I looked at Juventus yesterday. I don't know about you guys. I thought he was rank rotten. You know, he just kind of seemed to even pass accurately. And yet we were told this guy will take us to the next level. And I'm thinking, what on earth is Michael be on? But OK, his hands are tied financially. But, you know, I'm just not convinced the players he's brought in are good enough. It's starting to look that way. But what's your take anyway? It will Beale still be there
3: even if we win the, the League Cup? I mean, listen, I think it's very, very difficult for for, for bill I think if it, it would depend there'll be a lot of factors in it because it's one thing let's say we win the League Cup but if we get poor results in the league you know between now and potentially a League Cup final you know we say next weekend we're playing Aberdeen at home we drop points there that's going to pile that pressure straight back on him again um, I think the next game he loses domestically could be his last game That that's where he's at right now um, so I don't even know if he'll be in the job long enough to win the League Cup um, and even if it does last that long and does win the League Cup, again it will depend on where the, the league form is because at Rangers you're always, you know, compared to where you're against your, your rivals um, and it's great to win a cup, obviously we want that silverware but we've got to make sure that we are in this this title race as well because that's your bread and butter is winning that league. Um, I, I want to ask you, uh, Andrew on the, the game itself because you were talking about Bill, his in-game management obviously we saw Matondo go off with an injury which you know that's potentially concerning given the other problems we've got but what, what did you make him bring around John Souter, and going with that well he said it was a back three um, did you think that worked is that something you'd like, like to see us do again or was that for you a, a bad decision
7: I think it looked a bad decision because towards the end, the last twenty minutes, I think Mark was saying the Rangers were all over the place, Connor You know, and only poor finishing prevented Motherwell getting at least at least a draw, and they may well have won the game. Um, okay, you know, in Europe you might get away with the back three, but when he, he took on was it a, the, the lad Seema? I, I don't think he made a hell of a lot of difference anyway. He kept giving the ball away as well. His end product is lousy. Scott Wright, sadly, we were trying to bullet him in the summer, and he just seems to. I don't know, he hasn't got an end product either. Very rare
3: that you see Scott Wright scoring a good goal. Mm. No, listen, um, great points there, Andrew, um, and thanks very much for your call. Uh, Give a phone back anytime, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, Connor. Cheers. Um, Care, uh, I seen the comment there for you, Ian um, as well about about uh, accept the league cup success. I don't, I don't think anybody's saying that. Just to, to be clear, Nobody's saying that, I think that was the gist of the, the chat. That probably wouldn't be enough. Um, but on what I was, you know, what we were talking about there about these decisions during the game. You were at the the ground. What was the the feeling around you when you saw that decision to bring Suiter on for Matondo? Because it seemed negative. You're you're taking off an attacking winger for a, a centre back.
1: I didn't bother me a time corner because I've been asking for a back three and I thought you could push it to a full back four because basically he wants you to go forward anyway. But it didn't work way he wanted it to, obviously. I just feel he's let himself down with the personnel he's brought in overall. I feel he's tried to bring in too many attacking players, which hasn't worked. He's neglected the defence and wide uh, areas. I mean, he's brought in a few players, as we know, but he brought in three strikers we probably didn't need. Are lamas, dessers, and Danilo? But he Kent's went away, and Sakala's went away. And he's no brought the guys, he's not brought anybody into the place. His guys know he's looking back to Scott Wright, who been got to punt all summer, but didn't know what he move. And then you're looking at your fullback positions, which we all know Tav's a year older. I don't see Tav on left myself. Yeah, he's been great when he's been here, but we're not getting the same output from and another a year older as well. So, Red doesn't seem to get a game, so I don't know if he's in plans. You've got Sterling, who looks okay as a defender but going forward he doesn't do a lot so I felt he's he's scouting or however was it, I don't know, he scouting them as you know, we're letting scouts go and we're going more analysts and digital scouting which to me, it's, it works to a point but you need both but I don't think his recruitment's been great and I think that's what's let him down and I think he knows that himself but i will not matter it. listen I think if you went to Michael, Michael Beale just now and says Michael what's your best 11 and what formation you're playing, I think he would struggle to answer you. Because I don't think he knows. I don't think we don't know, and the bonus we I don't think the players know. So I think the players are turning up. What what formation are we playing after? Who's playing? Are we playing three at back? Are we playing five at back? Are we playing four two three one? What? And it's nearly in October, and he's struggling with us. But this time with these guys, he have been here long enough. They should be settled. Some of them should be showing more than they are. But the manager should be getting more out of these players than he is. But for some reason, I feel he's just going to go game by game. It will fester. It will change, like Mark says, but I think the change will come later rather than sooner because, like I said, i have always said about the Rangers board. Yeah, it's new guys now in the position, but on, on the, the reactive board, they change it when they have to. They don't change it because it needs. They wait until they're never going in to change it.
3: It's a, very, I, no, it's a very good point, that. Um, I think we have been, I think, too reactive in in, in these situations over the years, and it, it's been costly at times. Um, we
8: have got another caller uh, Joe um, Joe, what's on your mind tonight? How you doing? Uh, how you doing guys? Um, it was just to say I think it's, now is the time to play Sterling as a as our, our right back and play Tavernier further forward we've, we've lost Matondo Matondo played on the right for some weird reason but he's played on the left um, for the last couple of games Bring the energy back to the right Tav doesn't need to defend as much. Um and and you know, try
3: try that, why not? Um Mark, you would you go along with that? Tavenier further forward by Sterling behind him?
4: Maybe two year ago, maybe three years ago, yeah. Um for me, I think Tav's lost a yard. When was the last time you seen Tav past somebody? When was the last time you got to a byline and put it in? Now Tavenier's plan, or he, 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 the way he plays the game, don't get me wrong great crosser of the ball, but now what he does is he takes a touch and flings it in early, so he'll be, he'll fling, he's fling crosses in probably 10 yards away for 18 yard box. he'll whip them in, that's, that's what he does now, because he's not got the pace to get past somebody, and he knows that himself, hence the reason why, that's how he's changed it, the way he plays the game, and he and it, it, it takes it early and he'll whip a ball in early, which, which is good if you've got a striker that's going to go and attack the ball or you've got a striker that's making a run to an ear post or a back post, no, just standing there waiting in the ball coming in. So for me, yes, hundred percent. Two years ago, it would have been it would have been a great if you'd have moved them up one. I think you'll probably get better out of Tav in that right wing position anyway. But for me, he's not a right winger anymore. He's not he's not got the pace for it. It's as simple as that. Um, and obviously, you look you look at the the last kind of six months to a year of Tav. He's very, very rarely does he get past the man and get a byline. So for me, no. I don't think Stellan's the answer at right back. I think Stellan is probably a right sided centre half. I don't think he's got the, the the technical ability I think that you need as a right back. So for me, no, I don't I don't I don't see it. Um I take his point on board and I kinda I kinda get because obviously I kinda get what you're saying, but for me no, sorry.
8: We need to start no, no, bedding in. Sorry, guys, we need to start bedding in some guys. I mean, we've got, we've got, we we bought Redvan for for nearly five million pounds, and you can't get a game. Um Borna must be what thirty-one. I think Tav's thirty-two. We, we need to start bedding in guys into these positions to to hopefully take over soon. Because if we don't, we're gonna have a thirty-five-year-old right back and the 33 year old left back we we, we need to try something
3: and we need to do it soon Yeah, listen, great points again there Joe Um, and I think most days would would agree about bending the the new guys in and trying something uh, different because it has, you know, we have we've certainly had the two wing backs for quite a number of years now, they've been the same so um, a wee bit of refreshing that wouldn't be a bad call but uh, Thanks very much, Joe. Uh, Give us a phone back again any time. Great points there. No problem, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. <clears throat> right. Um, care, there was a slight positive. Um, well, firstly, thanks to James for the 4.99 super chat. Um, on the fence about Bill, I think forwards genuinely believe the players have hung up the boots you saw in his face. Um, do you go along with that, Care Have the players hung up the boots? Is that what we saw
1: in Bill's face at the, the weekend? I said, Ellis, I don't know if the players have stopped listening to him because it's the same stuff he's saying to them, or they don't get what he's trying to do, or he's trying that many different things. They're getting confused. Listen, a lot of football players just do as are told when they're in the dressing room. Yeah, there will be some. There will be cliques. and every dressing room has cliques. Some players don't like each other and stuff like that. But once one, if the two important ones are any important ones and dressing room, stop listening to the manager, it usually festers and goes right through the team. And once they do that, you know, I know, Mark knows. Everybody watching knows. He's not going to have long left. But he's seen that after the game. He wasn't happy. What he, came out, what he came out and said was probably his best press conference I've seen him give. And I know it wasn't at... Had, uh, since he's been here, usually he talks and talks and talks, and you think, right, enough. But he came out and spoke the truth, we were rotten, blah blah blah. He wasn't happy about it, and that's great. But he's telling us that for a reason. He's telling us that because obviously the players have stopped listening to him. I feel some have, or he wanted action for the players. Now, we'll see him Wednesday, and we'll see him Saturday. Wednesday night, to me, should be beating Livingston. <laughs> Livingston are a poor, poor side, I and mean, we should be beating Livingston. The big one's Aberdeen. Aberdeen, I know they're not no great, Connie, on that, but they've got. Boys up front who can score, Um we've got boys up front who can't score, so it could be a tight game. And I said, My Royal chances are seen watching the game back because I missed him when I was there. My should have scored, but I don't think I've ever miss on Missy's kind of chances with the boys they've got up front. So, but the players are going to have to either try to buy into what he's doing or that something's going to happen because this can go on, because we're 1 1 0, we're getting booed off parts so or. All argue, meet you, or fight, meet you. I'll you know, meet fans fighting in the stadium about things and because somebody's slagging a player and you don't like it. Listen, I hate going to football and criticising the team. I know you pay your money, you can criticise, but I hate doing it because it is a bottom and I hate shouting things at players and stuff like that, but it's getting to that way. But I'll hit hark uh, back to my previous point. We've not been a side competing or uh, winning stuff for the last, I don't know, 10, 11 years. We won one league and one cup. Why is it taking just now to everybody starting to realise we need to win stuff? We we've been doing it for years. We've been mediocre, to be honest with you, for, for the past six years. But that's but just now seems to be the point everybody's reached to say enough's enough. So if the fans are seeing it as way, surely the board will be starting to see it this way. Because before that it was like it was acceptable to have a great new run in Europe, getting to a final and obviously we didn't win it, but we got to a final other runs in Europe have done really well and we finished setting but we can say well, at least they've done well in Europe and that was I'm not saying it acceptable by everybody but the board are saying it was acceptable but you are doing stuff like that but all I see for Rangers now is it's the talking about the past or us, math, all this and to me I don't like to be doing that, I might be talking about the future but until the club are in a place where we're looking forward to the future we've got a manager in place that can build and we're going to say we're going to challenge the league I think we are far behind them, and I don't think they're great, but I think we're far behind them. They're better than us, but, but I don't see them taking one step forward and two steps back every time we appoint somebody. we never seem to be going in the right direction. Do you know that way? It seems to be a lot of sight, probably the way we play, everything sideways.
3: Aye, no, listen, I think the talking about the future is nicely brought me on to actually <clears throat> young Bailey Rice because. It's not all negativity, we did win the game um, Bailey Rice got an appearance um, alright, might not have been the most impactful but um, Mark, does that show the trust that Michael Bill has in a young guy like Bailey Rice You know, with the injuries we've got and that game was sticky, by no means did we have that game won but he was more than prepared to, to put him on the part and give him, give him minutes even a, in a tight one like that I
4: think probably twofold with that I think that yes that's probably the case I think but the other side of that coin is that I think he, he's no he's no any other option he's no any other midfielders he's trying to change stuff it's no working he's no happy so with lucky landslots you can get lucky
6: just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps>
2: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: I think that it's, a, it's a, some, somewhere in the middle. It's a mixture of both. Um, but do you know what? It, it looks a real talent, this young lad. Um Is it it a good idea to bring him on when we're playing poor, when when the guys run about him are misplacing passes and the crowd's on his case? For me, I don't think so. For me, I I think that that's bad management, as far as I'm concerned. I I think that you bring a young boy on when your tails are up, he's doing well, It can come on with a bit of confidence and ping a few balls about. I don't think that that's the environment you should be trying to blood a 16-year-old boy in, as far as I'm concerned. So, as I said, for me, probably a double sided coin but that that is um, for me I kind of I kind of get away with it it was bad management as far as I was concerned Mm. and I mean is that
3: you know is that a bit of a theme we we as well Mark to a degree because sometimes you do you see some of the decisions he makes in games some of the subs he makes the times he makes them even sometimes um, he leaves it so late at times and you you do kind of because I thought when I seen some of the changes he made at the weekend, it was a. It felt like a scattergun approach. It, it seemed to me. I mean, I was happy to see Bailey Rice, obviously, but it did seem he was trying to throw everything at the ball and, and see what stuck. Because at one point he's taking Destel's after bringing Stellan on, then Ruth sort of quietly come on. Actually missed his sub, um, and it, for whatever reason, he just seemed to be. I, I think a bit out of a step. We we subs. It was a bit of a scattergun approach, as I say.
4: I think you're 100% right. I think he was just trying to fling, fling as much shit as he could at a wall and see what stuck. I really do. I I think that that is exactly what's happened there. I think that that, he, he was at the stage at the weekend where any, any change is better than no change. I think that that was, that was where he was at mentally. I think he thought this is terrible. This is awful. What can I do? He's looked at the bench and thought I can't really do anything. So I'll just make I'll be just make changes for the sake of making changes. Um, we'll try, we'll try a different formation, we'll try different personnel, we'll try, we'll try, we'll try. So for me, that's that's always done. That's what it looks like. I think that as I said, we've we've, we've kind of kicked this body death already. That
0: yeah.
4: I think that I think that it's 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 slipping. It's, it's we're going down a hell fast. We've not got any breaks, and I think that um, it's only a matter of time, really. Uh, when you start doing that, when you start, as I said, changing formations, bringing different personnel on, I think it's. I think he knows himself. I think that if you looked at him at the end of that game there and in his press conference, I think he knows that. That the writing's on the wall. I think that it's a it's a case of he's he's probably went home, sat and spoke to his family and said, "What do you think?" Um, if he's any sort of a man, if it was me. I know that if he he chucks it, it's financially, it's it's a lot of money flying away. But if I was, as a man, I would go, do you know what? I've took this as far as I could. This isn't working for me. I can't find a solution. I'll follow my sword. I don't think he'll do that. Because as I no. said that, there's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, especially when you've got young kids and, and stuff like that. So, for me, as I said, I don't know I don't know what the tipping point is going to be, but there will be a tipping point at some point. I kind of see this going the other way and it's all of a sudden it's starting to play well, starting to pump teams, all our players starting to, starting to gel together. I just kind of see it. I think it's went too far now. I think that the turning point was, was a European game. I think that after that, we should have kicked on. We should have went out, put on a great performance and scored three or four goals at the weekend there. That's what we needed. And then that could have been a catalyst. But sorry, we've just re- reverted back to type. It's just, as I said, it's a matter of time, simple as that.
1: Connor, i just like to say, no, every manager I know, nobody chucks it. They all want his stay because deep down, they're football men and they think they can change it no matter what anybody else tells them. As for Bailey Rice, I actually applaud him for that because I think Bailey needs to play more. If Bailey Rice can't play with Rangers' team just now in his SPL, when can he play? Well, look at Jude Bellum, right? I'm not classing the same as Jude Bellum, but Jude came into a Birmingham City team that was fighting relegation. He played, and look at Jude now. So if Billy Rice can't come into an injured team against Motherwell, against Livingston, when's he going to come in? Do you know what I mean? When's he going to come in? He's only 16, so if it does go pear shaped, put him back into my academy for six months until we get another chance in six months. He's only still 16. But if he comes in and it works, We've got an asset in the side, we do need to spend more money We don't need to, we can maybe move some out and put Bailey in there It's a 1-1 for me, so I don't see why he shouldn't come in
4: Just, a, just, a, just a, on that care <coughs> Birmingham's a different kettle of fish for Rangers That's what I'm saying, pressure wise
1: No really Mark, when a football player when you're, when you're 16, you don't have any fear When you were 16, you would no fear Football players are the same, the older they get The more fear they get
4: don't know as I said that, I, but I would, I would have protected him a wee bit. But it's just my opinion, uh, I respect your opinion. But uh, for me, I, I don't think it's fair in <clears throat> a young boy to fling him into that.
1: Uh, yeah, listen, see, the thing is, we don't play him, somebody else will, and it'll be here much longer.
4: I
3: mean, that's aye, right. that's your other worry, is it? Because that's we've seen that with other players in the past. Um, and listen, as Mark said, it's all about opinions. Um, there is still time to get your calls in if you have an opinion that you want to put to the guys, whether it's about um, Bailey Rice, whether it's about anything else that you've got in your mind to do. Angels, just pick up that phone. There's still about, I'd say, eight or nine minutes to get your call in. Um, Martin, you have a an opinion on that? I know
9: that my audio will probably be terrible. So, I'll make this very short and sweet, and then I will disappear. Um, I was at Ibrox <clears throat> yesterday, and the amount of empty seats that were there um, was noticeable. Um, I, I know you are going to come on and talk about the Livingston game briefly. Um, so, my point to you guys, before I jump off, is how's the attendance going to look on Wednesday? Because I've got a funny feeling it's going to be one of the lowest attendances that we've seen um, for a long time. And will the board take notice of the amount of empty seats that there was there? And I don't even think the Aberdeen game sold out yet. Um, so will the board start to take a bit of notice of that as well? But I'll leave you with that. And again, if anybody wants to call 01416287237, get your calls in now. Like Connor says, you've got 10 minutes left to get your calls in, so get them in.
3: Well, firstly, I'll, I'll say on that one, Um, I am actually going to Ibrox. So I'm one of the people who will be in a seat on Wednesday. But it's a it's a fair point. I mean, I do think naturally cup games like that, you don't always get a full a full house. Having said that, it is against another top-flight club. So I think it's something they will need to start, I think, um, looking at seriously. Because if people are only turning up to the games, you know, it's one thing to, things are only going well. But see, when you lose the fans in terms of your tendencies, that's then going to cost the club financially, isn't it? Because then there's no, you know, those many, it's not a full house to go and buy, Oh, oh, sugar. programs or pies or whatever, you know, just basic stuff like that that all puts money in the, the pockets of the club. So in that respect, I would say I would imagine the look at that. I think if we don't sell it on Wednesday it'll not be as much worry because it is a cup game but I think if we get to the weekend and, and we have another game that's not sold out and there's still plenty of empty seats there, I would I'd seriously then think mm, we've got to change something. Um, Mark, what What's your, your point of view on
4: that? I think probably most of, most of our listeners probably use guys as well, feel the same as me. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit dejected. Um, I don't know if... I mean, I, I'm not looking... Although I'm going to watch games and, and obviously when I get home, I'm probably going to be going to games as well, but I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not, looking, I'm not thinking, oh, yes... I gave the weekend. I'm I'm properly sitting be, behind a sofa watching, peeking at a telly because it's no fun. It's no, it's no, it's no the Rangers that we want to see. It's no the upbeat. Um, and Martin's probably got a point. They're probably not going to be a great attendance here. Um, will the board take notice? No, I don't think so at all. Um, I think that the only way that the board's going to take notice is if the results are poor. Uh, if we keep getting results, we will stagger from game to game. If we keep getting wins and playing badly, I think we will stagger from game to game. Because at the bottom line is, if we're winning games, regardless of how we're playing, they'll, they'll be thinking, why do we sack them? We're winning games, we're getting through there, it'll come. And they'll know, they'll know, pull the trigger. So I think that the attendances are going to start suffering. Um, But listen, we're all Rangers fans as well because they'll not drop that low. Um, We all love our team and we all love to go to Ibrox. It's a day out. But there's none of us enjoying it at the moment. Nobody.
3: No, I would echo that. Um, As I say, I'm going on Wednesday. um, And just for context, I haven't been to Ibrox in close to a year. That's not been by choice always. That's just the way that it's worked out. And I must admit, as much as, of course, I love my and I'm looking forward to going back to Ibrox, I'm not necessarily looking forward Actually, watching the game of football that I'm going to see, if you know what I mean, so yeah, you know, I definitely agree with that, Mark. Um, Kerr, what's your sort of take on it? I mean, you know, would the board act if it's terrible performances but we're just scraping a 1 0 win against Livy and Mulls and teams like that coming to Ibrooks and the attendances are going down, or is it, as Mark said, if we're winning games, there'll nobody be too bothered.
6: We've got a phone call,
3: Connor. Do it. I'll come back to you and put a pin in that here. Um, I missed that. Christopher, my apologies mate. How are we doing?
0: Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, a great podcast. Uh, how's everybody doing?
1: Not bad Christopher, no bad. We're not bad here. We're not bad. We could be better but we could be worse. Could be
4: worse. I'm alright Christopher. I'm um, trying try to cheer myself up this uh this podcast and this forum no cheered me up by any, <laughs> any stretch of your imagination it's usually my therapy well, but I, oh, I, I think I'm going to need therapy after this
0: I don't think I'm going to cheer you yeah. up either uh, what I was going to say was, was about scouting I, I read through the week that they're changing the scouting to a more data driven uh, scouting system and my opinion of that was shouldn't we be already doing that now Data and statistics and that can only take you so far. They can't tell you what happens if the chips are down, uh, how how a player reacts to that and things like that. You've actually got to go and see the player. But before we go and look at the push, should we not be uh, crunching the data before we actually send scouts out to have a look at the player to see if they're worth investing in? Um, Kerr, I'll,
3: I'll come to you on that for fear that... <laughs>
1: What, what, what the clubs do is what Rangers, Rangers have been doing that before, just knows as large a scale. They have been having a database of players, maybe every top five player they've been looking differently, run about maybe Europe or Scotland, whatever, and looking over a period of time at our stats. If a manager says I want a left back, they'll come up with these names. If it's an age bracket under 24, over 24, and then they'll send some down to look at it. Obviously, you beat the scouts that just go to games every week and look at different games in case you see something that pops up it's not in the database. I know I'm doing away with that and I'm just bringing in analysts, more analysts, more database and it's all coming for that but you're still going to have the guys to go out and see them before they do eventually maybe sign but a little more into backgrounds as well and people on social media and stuff like that and others starting to do that more so Listen, they'll be able to find nothing about you Just as well looking at Mark You can find many things about having social media But <laughs> I think they'll be looking at the players all different different, but I still agree Getting out looking at players with your eyes Is a lot better than looking at players on stack. Yeah, because I remember what a guy from Brentford said He was
0: the head of the recruitment at the time He said, if you can get 70% of your recruitment Each window correct You're doing a fantastic job And at the moment On the face of Beal's recruitment in the summer, you would say we're lucky if we're getting ten percent correct of the recruitment.
3: Yeah, listen, it's uh it's certainly been a real issue. And I mean I listen, I voice concerns um when we first signed Rice Dessers and Lammers um when I was a, a caller rather than being on the podcast. And uh, you know, I, I I thought at the time you're we bringing in players who didn't have great records, but you've got to give them a chance equally as well, as opposed to see to see what they can do. And so far, they've not been pulling up many trees. But, I mean, these are Beals players. He's the one that identified them and brought them in. So, ultimately, he's the one that has to fall on his sword. Uh, would
0: that not be, be right, Chris? Yeah, I would say. So, the only, the only thing that really annoys me about the Scunthorpe—it it's annoyed me quite a while in regards to, to Rangers, the overall package of the recruitment is... Why can't we find gems? Why, uh, as as across the other side of Glasgow, finding these gems and we can't do that and we we don't seem to be able to do that? Either we're doing it and the players just aren't flourishing in the environment which is Rangers Football Club, or either that, there's something wrong fundamentally with the way we're recruiting players and the things that we're looking at in terms of uh, the recruitment side of things.
3: Yeah, listen, Chris, um, we're pushing on, mate, but great points. Thanks for that. Uh, Phone us back anytime you want. Um, We're here Fridays and Mondays for the phone-in, so pick up that phone, mate. Uh, Thank you, thank you. Have a nice night, guys. Thank you. You as well, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Chris. Right, well, a couple of minutes left to go, lads, so let's quickly talk about the game on Wednesday. Um, Mark, what are we expecting? Are we expecting a better performance? 1-0 one is not going to cut it, is it? No more performance for like
4: that again. Do we need to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> do we, do we need to? Yeah. Um, what we're expecting, I would be saying what we're expecting is more of the same. I would think we are going to scrape through. Um, and I think we're just gonna keep trundling on. That's what I expect from the game. Yeah, uh,
3: Care. what are you gonna? Expecting for the game. I mean, obviously I'm assuming Matondo's probably gonna win a play, so I'd guess maybe Seam will come back in. Um but are you are you a mark that will just sort of turn on
1: as he said? No, I think performance will be better. It can't really get any worse, but and I think Livingston are a poorer side than Motherwell. So I think we, we, won, we won a couple of goals and I'm hoping Bailey Rice gets a start because I think he's one of the guys who have to start playing the team. On. <laughs> and I also think Lammers should be playing in his I think Melamar's played in the first half, he's done okay when he's getting in a position where he's just in that kind of free roll between middle and front. I think it's when they move him out wide, he's less effective. And I think he's seen that be pressed from. He's confident he came out and said a few things, didn't he? And he didn't he, seem too enamoured, but the manager's moving about a bit. So And I, he did he did come out and say he should be playing better as well. So at least he's in, in identifying that himself. So it's good to see that, sort of refreshing. But I think I won my couple of goals, but we should be beating Livingston, my we'll cut of goals in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: Martin has joined
9: us. Martin, what you expecting yeah, in Well, yeah, I, I just thought I would jump on because that's the, the phone and line's closed and I thought I would just jump on for the end of the podcast because I've had a few people saying that I like to just pop in and out of the podcast um, when I feel like it, which is probably true, which is probably true. Um, I'm confident we'll win on Wednesday because Livingston haven't exactly pulled up any trees this season. They haven't gave teams the difficult games that Livingston usually do. Uh, my my big fear is the lineup. My big fear is who's he going to play? Is is he going to try another different formation? And one of the big things I noticed um, about Sunday was, and a lot of people were getting on the back of Dessels, probably quite rightly so. But he's not again. He's not built up any trees. He's not exactly played well. He had an opportunity. I think I can't remember if it was before or after he scored. Um, but it was a kind of break of the ball in the box, and he just kind of flings a leg at it rather than trying to um, control it. But one thing I did notice, because um, I was sitting in the perfect seat for it, was people say that he doesn't move and, and he doesn't make runs. The guy does. The guy the guy does run, but he does make runs. And there was a couple of opportunities where he could have been threaded through. A had simple pass, a very very simple uh, pass twice, um, and the pass was either you know, delayed um, or. Oh, Either, not either it was delayed or it was played too late twice and then he got rolled offside so my big, my big fear about, about Wednesday is who plays what does the manager do and and does it look as poor as what it has
3: yeah aye well I mean time will tell I would have that fear as well because you just don't know the injuries we've got and Matondo added to that list does create a bit of headache I suppose but we shall see. Um, right, that is that for the night. Um, all that remains for me to do is, well, say two things: one, like and subscribe if you've not already done that. Um, and again, as I say, you can become a member of the channel as well if you fancy it. Um, and thanks to my panel tonight, Mark Scott. Cheers. You kind of dragged me through that. I must admit. All
4: the very best, buddy. I think you've done all right, mate. You've done all right.
3: Um. And Martin, cheers for the background deal with the phones and all that, um, keeper. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for the coverage of the game, pre-match build-up and the post-match reaction. And um, make sure you tune in for that. But until then, see you later.